Go Your Own Way is brought to you by HCN, your source for original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news. Enjoy the adventure! Welcome back, adventurers, to Go Your Own Way, the podcast where you, <laughs> podcast where you listen to us make terrible choices and occasionally good ones. This is your host, Peter, and for this adventure tonight, I will be playing a magical backpack. Oh, I... <laughs> not, yes. not unlike the character in Door the Explorer. A magical backpack. Is her okay. backpack magical? Yeah, it talks. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. I'm missing that out. That should have been a prerequisite of being a host on the show, is knowing your Door of the Explorer. I think I, uh, I dodged the quiz. After my time, you know? Like, that wasn't a thing. <laughs> I, I grew up in the age of Barney. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just dated myself. Yay! <laughs> Anyways, I'm Jen, and I'm going to be a bro. Because, dude, you got to lift. Yeah. <laughs> and I will be a lawful good talking sword, because I have played too much Dungeons & Dragons. And what is your regular name? Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> You know what? I'll just be, I'll be, oh shit, the lawful good talking sword. Fair enough. So, listeners, and you too as well, because I haven't told you yet, the story I chose for our adventure tonight is called The Adventures of Phoebe McGee, Episode 1, The Lighthouse. Um, this is apparently one of the top-rated stories on ChooseYourStory.com. So, and the play length is pretty good, and the difficulty is fairly good. So, I think this is possibly the perfect storm. All right. Potentially. And we'll be in a lighthouse. Uh, presumably, yes. All right. I guess we'll That's find out. a good out. place to be in a storm. And if you listeners want to play along, go to chooseyourstory.com and find this story. It's a uh, mystery slash puzzle by C.A. Smith. You want me to start out with the introduction of this story? Sure. Yes. All right. Phoebe McGee is 13 years old and is unhappy about being sent to be with her grandfather in Acadia, a small island off the coast of Maine. It is 1937, and a new danger from Europe is only beginning to gain strength. The forces of righteousness have been and will be locked in an eternal struggle with the forces of evil for the moral heart of the world. Your goal is to help Phoebe overcome the challenges she faces to gain new insight into her purpose for contributing to the victory of courage, intelligence, and compassion. So he also says um, historical accuracy is his objective. Although the story has some fanciful moments, he attempted to be as accurate as possible in the personalities of the characters and the functioning of a lighthouse in the 1930s. That's very specific. <laughs> the items we receive can be used when indicated in the page choices. Okay, so we'll be using some items here. Uh, talk with Maze as often as you can uh, to save a game, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So the rest is just technical mumbo-jumbo. But apparently the story is rated very, very well, so hopefully we'll have a good time. Awesome. And, uh, hopefully we won't Woo. fall off the lighthouse and die. Do they still use lighthouses? Like, are they functioning things still? That's a good question, actually. I'm not a uh, lighthouse aficionado, but 
I imagine they use just GPS and stuff now. Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah, that's... but I live near a lighthouse, and it's still functional, and it's still a... Uh, um, like, the Coast Guard is in charge of it and stuff. So, so it's not like still, some old guy preserving it. It still lights up at night. So, I mean, they're still functional, but, like, do you think now they're more of just kind of a... Uh, what's the word? Like a novelty thing, rather than being, like, the functioning way for ships to see the shore? Hmm, that Maybe. I don't know. I'm don't not know. a... I'm not a seaman. Well... Now you have homework. You need to go to the lighthouse and ask them the specifics (laughs) of its function and tell us next time. Tell us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash G-Y-O-W podcast what the purpose of lighthouses is now. Because we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so we're going to start out the story. Here we go. Uh, Phoebe is not happy. Why does she have to visit Grandpa Jake on this stupid island? At least the water here off the coast of Maine is as calm as the ocean can be, especially now in the fall. She can hear the two men in the sailboat muttering how hungry they are after missing, missing breakfast. Phoebe remembers her mother's last words to her. Phoebe, there's a lot to tell you now that you are 13 years old, but there's no time. Your father and I agreed. Getting to your grandfather is best for you right now. Phoebe recalls the tremble in her mother's voice as well. What did her mother mean by a lot to tell and no time? Why the rush? Grandpa Jake will have extra clothes for her, but they are island clothes. Nothing really nice. What are island clothes? Uh, is, is Grandpa Jake like a Pacific Islander? But it's off the coast of Maine. Well, maybe he relocated because... <laughs> Those <laughs> clothes gotta be warm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't throw logic into my stories, Helen. Uh, <laughs> it's 1937, and a modern young lady like her needs to look her best. One of the men suddenly shouts to his partner and points to the Acadia dock appearing before them in the early morning light. The sailboat gently drifts to the rickety structure, and one of the men leaps off to secure it with ropes. Here you go, miss, a man tells Phoebe as he offers his hand. She takes it and steps over the railing and onto the rocking dock. The man nimbly undoes the rope, tosses it into the boat, and jumps back on board. You know the way, miss. Just follow the path. Then the two men shove off from the dock, and the sailboat begins its return to the coast, leaving Phoebe behind and alone. Uh-oh. So our choice here is move to the dock, or move to dock. I thought we were already at the dock. Oh, and there's a picture of a dock here. (laughs) (laughs) So, you listeners, if you're not already imagining... Phoebe on a dock. Do it now. Phoebe stands on a rickety old dock. A seagull settles on a nearby post and cocks its head to look at her sideways as though studying her. It flaps its wings a few times, then lifts off to fly toward a nearby cliff. Phoebe wraps her shawl tightly around her, shaking off the cool chill of the boat ride. Now we can click look around. (laughs) The dull light from the early morning sky casts a muted view of the surrounding rocky outcroppings. Fog settles along the surface of the water in an early morning blanket. Phoebe can feel the old dock rocking slightly by the incoming waves. She sighs. I guess I might as well get going. I thought she was doing that like two pages ago. But now we it have a nice... It starts slow. Maybe time moves slower. 
on this island. Dude, time moves slow in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> that could be true. Listeners, if you live in Maine, tell us if time goes slower. <laughs> we'll get your response two weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe pauses to gaze out across the misty ocean to the south. Whitecaps appear and are drawn under its surface as huge waves move towards shore in great symmetry and with relentless strength. The surf broils up from the sea as it reaches the rocky outcroppings and rushes toward the beach. Little pools of water remain behind as water retreats. As she looks across the beach, Phoebe frowns. How can sand look so ugly? Jagged rocks, pools of water, and clumps of seaweed are strewn about. This beach is not very inviting, she thinks. She could go back to the dock, or continue east along the shore. So, which one do you guys want to do? Dude, we gotta keep going east, man. Along the beach. Yeah. Adventure unfolds before us. What would a bro do? A bro would go searching for babes. On the beach. <laughs> yeah. Good response. <laughs> <laughs> and the sword will go wherever its owner takes it. Yeah, we're both inanimate objects, so... Yeah, I can't really... We're actually being carried by Jen on this one. Okay. We're kind of along for the ride. Good thing I have muscles. Good thing you lift. Good thing I lift. <laughs> See, I'm imagining Dora the Explorer, but then it just is a bro with a smiley backpack and... And <laughs> 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 a sword. <laughs> God. Oh, Alright, let's continue guys. east along the shore. Phoebe walks along, careful not to twist her ankle on the rocks. To the east, Phoebe can see the outline of what looks like it might be a wrecked lobster boat. To the west is a rickety dock, and to the south is nothing but the ocean and its frothy surf. She could go up from the shore along the incline to the north. Phoebe could also go east to the shipwreck. Okay, so we actually have six different choices here so pay attention we can go west back to the dock where we came from we could go swimming we can listen we can reach down to seaweed we can go north uphill or we can go east toward the shipwreck hmm what happens if we listen I don't know I'm a little curious about that one me too yeah I'm down for listening. <laughs> listening is caring. Let's try it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Phoebe pauses to listen to the broiling surf breaking apart on the rocks just off the coast, then rolling up to the beach. The sound repeats in an ominous rhythm, the kind of serenade that might be reassuring while napping in the sun on a clean, sandy beach. But here, now, the melody is laced with menace, a threat of deadly danger. So the ocean is going to kill us. Potentially. Phoebe walks along, careful not to... So what? Oh. Oh, it just... Oh, Does okay. it take it, us okay. back around? It just, we have sorry, the same just six choices? So yeah, this takes us back. And now we have five choices. Uh, basically the five that we did use before. Right. Um, do you guys need reminders of what those were? I've got it in front of me, so... Oh, you do? Okay. I feel like reach down to seaweed would just be more descriptions and not really getting anywhere. Plus, we just found out that the ocean's trying to kill us. So there might be something on the seaweed that, I don't know. 
isn't the seaweed kind of like the arms of the ocean pulling you in? Yeah. Because you get tangled in it. Yeah. And we're definitely not going swimming. No. After that no. description of the ocean, no. I feel like <laughs> swimming. I feel like bad things will happen if we go swimming. So, and going back to the dock seems pointless. So yeah. I guess we can go north uphill, which is where I assume that lighthouse is. Or we can go east toward the shipwreck and check it out. Kind of want to check out the shipwreck. Yeah, that seems like an adventure right there. And that's what we do on this podcast. So let's go east toward the shipwreck. (laughs) (laughs) The beach narrows here as waves slap against the rocky shore. To the south, the white-capped sea fades into a misty gray gloom. Phoebe can continue to the west along the shore or move east closer to the wreck. So I guess we'll just keep going. Let's keep going! Phoebe can see that the wreck appears to be a coastal fishing boat about the size of a tugboat. It has a rear deck and a forward cabin and a wheel room above the cabin that can be reached by a secured ladder. The rocks approaching the shore have doomed the ship. So, the ocean killed the boat but hasn't killed us yet. Phoebe can climb up the shipwreck, investigate the exterior of the shipwreck, or go west along the shore. Hmm. Well, you're the only one with arms, so... I'm the only <laughs> one with arms. Uh, well, let's investigate the exterior first to determine if we can even really climb this thing. That sounds like a good, safe thing. I'm trying I'm trying not to get us killed, guys. I appreciate Thank you, that. Because we don't really have a choice. We just <laughs> yeah. can go wherever you choose. <laughs> Phoebe trudges through the sand to the bow of the wreck. She stands back and looks for its name. The boat is pushed up against the sand. All Phoebe can see in faded and chipped paint is T. Joan. Phoebe stands back and makes an appraisal with her arms folded. Well, T. Joan, I'm afraid that you've seen the last of your sailing days. That's a good Um, thing to say to a boat. (laughs) (laughs) So, now we can climb, we can Decide to climb onto the shipwreck, or we can go west along the shore. Hey, let's climb this, baby. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Gotta show off my muscles. (laughs) Phoebe grabs the railing of the ship on the side dipped to the sand. It feels slimy from the seaweed clinging onto it and gritty from the windblown sand. This describes the beach so accurately. It's kind of fun. She pauses in her climb to hear waves lapping up the nearby shore like slow drum beats to a deathly silence around the ship. She really does not like the ocean. Wow, yeah. yeah. Who knew the ocean in Maine was so deadly? Well, I'm sure not going there. No offense to you listeners in Maine, who is probably nobody. Are there people in Maine? Do they have ears in Maine? Do they listen to things? They listen to the ocean and how deadly it is. That's right. (laughs) As the seaweed falls through their fingers. Yeah. She can get down the deck from here or continue to the deck surface. I don't really see any reason not to continue. Yeah, let's unless keep going. Unless it collapses and we die. <laughs> but let's continue. The deck of the ship is wood bleached from the sun and wind. Dried seaweed and sand litters its surface. Phoebe can see a ladder going up to the wheel room. She can also go down to what might be the living quarters. She also notices a trapdoor toward the rear of the deck. There's a space along the railing where she can leave the deck to return to the rocky beach. Okay, so 
I think going back to the beach is out because we have some other cool options here. Yeah. Uh, so the wheel room, we can go up to the wheel up to the wheel room, down to the quarters, or open the trap door. Hmm. If I were gonna hide treasure, I'd probably do it in the quarters. But there is also that trap door. Hmm. Quarters sounds pretty interesting. Um, the trap. I kind of want to open the trap door, but I don't know if there's gonna be like zombies in it or something. Right. Yeah. It's the suddenly gonna take some weird. Turn like <laughs> the trap door is difficult to trust. Although there's less likely, because like I'm imagining that the trap door will just have sand and seaweed in it, and then Probably. if we go down the quarters, there's like a hobo living in the boat. Oh. And he might attack us. Oh, good but, point. But you do have a sword and muscles. That's so maybe, true. Maybe we'll be okay. We do. All right, quarters? I think quarters. Yeah, let's do it. The door is missing, torn from its hinges. Water drips slowly down from the deck. Phoebe can see spider webs in the corners of the roof. Oh, no, spiders. That's worse than zombies. Yeah. Ugh. So the boat has been beached for some time. What used to be the living quarters for the ship captain and mate is in complete disarray. The bedding is torn in a soggy mess. Uh, a few pots and pans are scattered about. The shredded remains of what was once a seaworthy heavy jacket, now a dull yellow, ripped and useless. The glass of the windows on each side is missing. Sand and seaweed litter the floor. Phoebe can go back out to the deck or just look around. Let's look around. We might find something. Phoebe pokes around the junk scattered about and ah. finds nothing. So I guess we just go back to the deck. Hey, but it was worth checking. <laughs> so, again, we can go up to... Okay, so we're not going to go back to the quarters again. There's no reason no. to do that. Uh, so we can get down from the boat. We can open the trap door or go, or go up to the wheel room. Hmm. Let's try this trap door. I like it. Yeah, that was choice yeah. number two. And now it's choice number one. Because we have no choice. The trapdoor toward the rear of the deck is recessed. No one is going to trip on this, Phoebe thinks. She reaches down, grabs its metal handle, and pulls the trapdoor open. Phoebe doesn't know much about engines. She would get to hold the tools while her grandpa worked on his car. He tried to explain how the engine worked, but she didn't have much interest. All she knows is that this is the thing that makes the ship go. She peers into the compartment to see water pooled at the bottom. While she watches, a crab emerges from its hiding place around the engine and scurries around and then down through a crack in the floor. After one more glance, Phoebe closes the trapdoor. Alright. Hmm. So. We could have eaten that crab, guys. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm glad the crab didn't jump up and attack us. Yeah. <laughs> the minute I hear any animal, I immediately assume we're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've become kind of paranoid on this show because the stupidest things seem to cause our death. Yeah. Including yelling at Mr. Darcy, ending in a family <laughs> murder or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, an honor killing. Murder. For some reason. Honor killing, yeah. Honor killing. That was so weird. So basically anything we could do can turn into death. That's true. That's what we've learned. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So we can go up to the wheel room now or down from the boat. I assume we want to go up to the wheel room. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Boat. We gotta explore the whole thing. Phoebe stands in the wheel room above the deck, broken glass crunching beneath her feet on the tilted floor. 
A chill wind from the ocean whistles through the jagged fragments clinging to the empty window frames that enclose the cabin. On the front window, they point to the center of the frame as though some outside force smashed it. Beneath the shattered front window is a panel of levers and gauges and the ship's steering wheel. The helm, Phoebe corrected herself. Grandpa Jake said it's called the helm. Mm. The more you know, listeners, so we can examine the helm, we can examine the panel, or go away. Back down. Should we check out the helm? Yeah, let's check out the helm. Phoebe examines the helm carefully. The sweat of hands from long use has darkened the wood. Several of the spindles, extensions the captain grabs to turn the wheel, have been broken off. She reaches out to touch the wheel. The wood is smooth from long use. She gives one of the intact spokes a firm tug. She can feel the strength of the wood. It must have taken great force to break them off. The splinters of the broken spindles are sharp. Phoebe can see what looks like a rosary wrapped around the spokes. So, should we take the rosary? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have that option. Let's do that. I mean, Ooh, what could our... go wrong with that, right? <laughs> it's in our inventory now, so yay. Yay. And see, at, my character finally has a use, because I'm the backpack, right? That's so right. I can actually hold the inventory. Whereas before, I can't really do anything. Because even on Dora the Explorer, the backpack doesn't do anything until they need their stuff. Right, it doesn't, so, like, fly around. Right. So I'm just justifying my existence here. Um, Phoebe carefully unwraps the rosary from the wheel. Its blue beads feel cold and damp to her touch, like death. The sterling silver cross is like ice on her fingers. Oh, great, it's gonna kill us. <laughs> it strangles itself around our neck and we choke to death. <laughs> oh. And then we get impaled on the splinters of wood. Yeah. Uh, is that a fleck of blood on the cross? Perhaps it was gripped so tightly that it cut its owner's desperate hand. Phoebe quickly puts the rosary in her jacket pocket. Okay. So now we're back at the decision of checking out the panel of levers and gauges, or going back down to the deck. Well, we might as well check out the panel. I agree. Uh, Phoebe takes a closer look at the navigation panel framed in front of the helm. She looks at the compass, then she gestures her hands north, east, south, and west. Phoebe looks again at the compass, then scratches her head. That's odd. She's no sailor. But the ship is facing south, and the needle indicates west. Phoebe taps the compass, but the needle remains locked in place. None of the instruments appear to be working. Phoebe wouldn't know how to read them anyway if they were. Gosh, she's so useless. <laughs> she notices a small, soggy book with the word log written dimly on the cover on the floor. Ooh, this sounds cool. Ooh. Uh, she could also see something scrawled in the wood. Ooh. So, should we examine the scrawling or the log first? Oh, definitely the death scrolls. Death <laughs> scrolls. Okay. And for some reason, the picture they chose on this page is a swastika carved into something or other. I'm hoping that's Jeez. not what we discover. Phoebe looks around the oh, wheel room. No. She notices just below the navigation panel something has been etched into the wood. She peers more closely at the etching. Someone used a knife to cut a bunch of connecting lines in the wood. Phoebe wipes away the sandy dirt from where the wall has been gouged. Then she stands back a bit. What, Phoebe whispers? She recalls seeing the same radiating lines in one of the nude broadcasts in the movie theater. I think that's what they call a swastika, she decides. 
how did this get here? Who put a who put that on here? Then she scratches her head and wipes some of the blown sand from her hair. Okay, that's kind of creepy. Guys. <laughs> it's a little creepier than what I was expecting. Um, I didn't know the Nazis live in Maine. <laughs> they don't. That's why that's so scary. Mm, okay. So I guess now we're going to examine the panel. Looks like... Oh, no. Oh, did, I'm sorry. Is there a log? Yeah, we didn't look at the log. Oh, you know what? It's taking me back, but if I... Too far, but if I go to the panel, now I can examine the log. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Phoebe picks up the logbook. The pages are still soggy and beginning to fall apart. They are stuck together and illegible. But as she looks at the most recent entry, she can make out the letters Go HLP Hus. Oh no. Uh, something about help us. The logbook begins to fall apart, so Phoebe drops it back onto the deck floor. Guys, let's get out of here. This is clearly yeah, a death we, boat. It's a Nazi boat of some kind. It's yeah. haunted by With Nazi a monsters. non-functioning compass. Nazi crabs, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nazi crabs. I'm not even gonna go there. Um, so I guess we'll get. <laughs> so I guess we'll go back down to the deck because we've examined everything here. Oh, you know, there are Phoebe... crabs that only infect the blonde-haired and blue-eyed. <laughs> Very picky crabs. Thank yeah. you for clarifying. Um, so, as Phoebe enters the doorway to climb down to the deck, a huge crow staring at her from the railing startles her. Oh, beady, God. Beady eyes gaze at her with a malevolent fire. She is frozen in place. Then the creature stretches its wings as though in defiance. With an ear piercing caw, caw, it lifts itself up from the railing. Hovers for a moment, then flies out of sight. Phoebe shakes her head. Not a very friendly greeting, she thinks. So maybe that's like a Nazi crow, and it's guarding the boat. Nazi crow. I don't know. So we're going back to the deck, and we've already looked at everything else. We're going to go down from the wreck. So ding, ding. Now, um, okay. Phoebe walks along, careful not to twist her ankle on the rocks. This is the same description as before. So we can go swimming. Oh, we can no. No swimming. Reach down to seaweed, which we already decided wasn't a good idea. Or we can go north uphill. Uh, let's get away from the ocean before it kills us. With its Nazi ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Always okay, knew there go. was something off about the Atlantic. <laughs> Uh, let's go north uphill then. Ding! Phoebe's on the uphill path. Not much to see here, other than a little sand mixing with dirt and light grass growing along both sides of the path. To the north, the path widens to a clearing. The path forks off to the west to Maze's vegetable garden and house. To the east, she can see the hazy outline of Grandpa Jake's lighthouse. She could go south to the beach. So we're not going to go to the beach because we were just there. So we could go east toward Grandpa Jake's lighthouse. We can go west to Maze's garden, or we can go north to the clearing. Hmm. Something I remember from the description that Charles A. Smith told us. Mm-hmm. I believe he said, "Talk to Maze as talk with Maze as often as you can." So we should talk with Maze. You were correct. So that might be worth trying. 
That seems but, like I good mean, advice. This might be a choice we have choice we have later too, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys want to go to Mace's garden first? Let's do yeah. it. Phoebe arrives to see Maze on her knees, digging in the rich earth and pulling weeds in the vegetable garden, arranged in tiny rows. Hopefully they aren't in... She isn't, like, planting her vegetables in the shape of a swastika. Because <laughs> that would be kind of terrible. Maybe Maze crashed the boat and then decided to live here. Oh, man. You never know. Oh, no. Maze pauses and looks up as Phoebe arrives. She is a thin woman with a bonnet on her head and wrinkled face behind a bright smile. She has on blue coveralls and a heavy cotton apron. Phoebe, what a surprise! I wasn't expecting your visit to Acadia Island. Maze stands up and walks over to Phoebe. Nice to see you again. Phoebe thinks that the ladylike thing to do is to respond to Maze. Therefore, our only choice is to greet Maze. Because we have to be ladylike, even though we are a bro. <laughs> Let's say hi to this lady chick. That's true. Rose know no bounds with the ladies. <laughs> as far as I know. Phoebe smiles at Maze. Nice to see you, Maze. Is it Maisie or Maze? I don't M-A-I-Z-E. Know. It looks like Maze. I assume it's Maze, but Maisie is an actual name. But maybe Maze is too. I'm going to keep saying Maze just for continuity's sake. <laughs> My parents have sent me to the island to stay with Grandpa Jake. I don't know why. Phoebe, I have not seen Jake since yesterday morning, Maze tells her. I'm sure Uh-oh. he will be happy to see you. So either Grandpa Jake is a Nazi. Grandpa Jake is was, a Nazi? Or he was taken by the Nazi crow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Phoebe tells Maze, maybe Grandpa went to the mainland. Maybe, but I don't think so. He has enough supplies. How does she know what he has? Kind of creepy. He almost always stops by to see me in the morning. Sometimes they make him eggs and bacon for breakfast. Ooh. After. The morning after. <laughs> With Grandpa Jake. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. he stops by. <laughs> sometimes he stops by in the evening after lighting the lighthouse lamp. I don't know if that's an innuendo, but it could be. Dude. Old people sex. Ugh. See, now that you said that phrase, I'm not going to, like, make any more jokes about that. Because now this is the real horror of the story. Old people sex. See, I can deal with Nazis, but old people sex is just... Old Nazi people sex. They might both be Nazis still, we don't know. That's something to consider. No sign of him last night or this morning. Maybe you could check up check up on him at the lighthouse. Phoebe smiles. Maze, why have you and Grandpa Jake never married? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Lady terrible Mike. in bed. Mm. Wait, Grandpa Jake is? Yeah. But he's the only choice. Oh. So, maybe she needs to settle. Because it's either him or the Nazi crow. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we don't know how good the Nazi crow is in bed. That's true. Touche. Maze replies, "'Cause we always wanted to just be friends. Besides, he was always sweet on Emily. Jake is an independent sort. I do look after the old guy, though. I don't know who Emily is. I don't know. Phoebe stops herself from laughing. Maybe Emily's the crow. <laughs> uh, Phoebe stops herself from laughing at Maze, calling Grandpa an old guy. Golly, she thinks, Maze is older than my Grandpa Jake. Maze glances at the distant lighthouse to the east 
and then her face narrows to a frown. Now that I come to think of it, I don't see the lighthouse lamp on at all. With a storm coming later today, that lamp has to be lit. Phoebe asks, how was the lamp started? See, now we're actually getting into a real adventure. Oh boy. Or at least a task of some kind. Maze replies, what has to be done is to light the wick with a match. The wick draws on the kerosene in a small tank in the service room below the lamp to start the flame. How does that tiny flame cause the bright light of the lighthouse, Phoebe asks. The flame is inside something called a Fresnel lens. Is a Fresnel lens? I believe that's how you say it. That magnifies and brightens the light. Not all lighthouses have them because they are so expensive. Jake made sure his lighthouse has one. So, Jake may not be the best in bed, but apparently he has some money. Mm-hmm. And he's good with his hands Ooh. to make the lighthouse as good as can be. There you go. So that might be worth something. Maze continues. I'm hoping your grandpa gets back in time to light it. Messing around with flammable materials is not something for the young and inexperienced to do. When nighttime arrives, and if Jake is still missing... Then come to me, and I'll give you some items for you to use the lighthouse on your own. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Mm-hmm. I can try, Maze, Phoebe replies seriously. Maze gets up from the ground and dusts off her work clothes. She reaches out and gently touches Phoebe's shoulder. I'm going inside, Phoebe. You're welcome to join me and warm yourself at my fireplace if you want. Maze spits a wad of tobacco at a nearby beetle, turns and trudges slowly to her house, chuckling as she goes. Oh, the poor beetle. <laughs> Phoebe can follow Mace into her small one-room house or leave to return to the uphill path. See, if it's a one-room house, that means the bedroom is the house. And if Grandpa Jake is over there all the time, technically he's always coming over to her bedroom. Oh. So. Well, in that case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I had to had the need to say that. But. I don't know. <laughs> We should probably follow her since into you're her, saying, yeah, because you were saying that we need to keep talking to her. True, that's a good point. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, and fire should probably be nice, right? Fire is always good. Fire is always not, good. Not always, but always. <laughs> so my bro might be a little bit of a pyro. Maybe a little bit. Just a little. No. Pyromaniac tendencies. Or maybe when she says there's a... Actually, never mind. I'm not going to... Never mind. Don't go there. Okay. Because I forgot that we're a 13-year-old girl. Yeah, don't go there. (laughs) So, uh, a 13-year-old girl who's also a bro. Yeah. Girls can be bros too, dude. That's true. Lady bros. Brodettes? Mm-hmm. I thought it was bros and hoes. No, no. Hoes are chicks that aren't bros. Yeah. That that bros go after. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So are we going to go to Mace's house? It sounds like that's what we're doing. I think that's what we're doing. Okay. Ding! That's the doorbell at Mace's house. Ding. Even though she invited us in, we're still going to ring the doorbell. Phoebe enters Mace's one-room house. A fireplace on the east wall has a cozy fire. A cast iron stove and small pine table and chair are across the room. Next to the table is an ice box. In the corner of the southwest, in the corner to the southwest, 
is a large rocking chair. That's weird that they would choose to describe a place in a room as the Southwest. Because mm-hmm. usually that's for larger locations, not within a room, but okay. I think it's weird when they do that as well. Like, on the Southwest wall is... Plus, Phoebe... Oh no, she apparently does know about compasses, because she knew it was broken. So maybe she's really oriented in those manners. Mm-hmm. Of whatever. There's a large rocking chair with a cat nestled in the stuffed padding of the seat. Aww. So we're actually encountering one of Jen's previous characters. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like a time paradox. Might be. Or something. A window is on the south wall. Next to the rocking chair is a small bed. Ooh. Phoebe walks over to the window and looks out. The view from the top of the bluffs is impressive. She can see the vast ocean below the bluff. Phoebe turns and sits on the hearth of the fireplace while Maze rests on her rocking chair. I hope that she took the cat off the chair before she sat down. I hope so too. <laughs> um, Phoebe could get up and leave or talk to Maze. I assume we want to talk to Maze. Yeah. So yeah. it'd be weird to go into someone's house, say nothing, and then leave. <laughs> um, although maybe that's what Grandpa Jake does on those lonely nights. <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm. I need to stop. This is a really long story, apparently a lot longer than we expected. So I guess we're going to take a break here. And uh, you listeners can hear more of this story in uh, the part two in the next episode. <laughs> Yay. Thanks for listening. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash G-Y-O-W podcast. Our name is Go Your Own Way. Find us on iTunes as well under the podcast section. And uh, yeah, hear us in part two next time. Bye. Next time. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for more magical podcasts like this one, visit hcn.tv. Thanks for listening.